When you call for help, the hope is that someone will respond to you and to come to your aid immediately. But what happens when all the desperate calls you make aren't taken seriously? What do you do then? I'm your host, Hepburn, and you're listening to the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, a true crime podcast dedicated to exposing the many misdeeds and abuses done to animals. And every week, I'll be covering a new animal abuse case. Today, I'll be covering the Judulu Kennels abuse case. On May 6th of 1998, Kina Hill and her friend Carol Murphy walked into the Mount Sterling, Ohio dog kennel, Judulu Kennels, a kennel that primarily engaged in dog breeding, but on occasion doubled as a dog boarding center to more thoroughly examine its treatment of its dogs. Kina had previously boarded some of her dogs there and saw glimpses of the mistreatment done onto them by Judulu's owner, Judith Chamberlain, and her colleagues. But before she reported them to the police, she needed a second opinion from her friend, Carol. She needed to be sure that what she was going to do was just and deserved. She didn't want to accuse a person or business of maltreatment if there wasn't anything nefarious going on. But when she and Carol saw everything that was going on inside the kennel, Kina knew that she hadn't been crazy or over-exaggerating anything. The kennel was filthy. Dogs were squished together in cages. Two of them were rabbit hutches with at least eight dogs in them. And the cages were stacked on top of each other with insufficient lining or no lining at all. This meant that any excrements from the top cages dropped down onto the bottom cages, sullying the dogs. Some dogs had missing patches of fur or their furs were matted and covered in feces and they had irritated red eyes as well. Their skin and paws were blistered. They were emaciated and dirty and many of them were sick. Furthermore, some of the water and food bowls would be fouled with fresh and old feces and some of the cages have first stuck to the sides and all of them were filled with decomposing feces. In absolute horror, Kina and Carol reported everything they saw to the sheriff's department. But while you may think that they were the key to exposing Judulu Kennel's actions, they weren't. They weren't the whistleblowers. They were the fourth and last to report Judith's crimes before the police actually rescued the dogs. The first complaint about the poor condition of the facility was filed in 1994. The Madison County Sheriff's Office, in response, sent out a deputy and a Dr. Herman. When they were there, they found that the kennel, which had approximately 150 dogs, was overcrowded and filthy. Even though they saw that the dogs were not in the best condition, they didn't do anything aside from filing a police report. Two years later, in 1996, Sergeant Doug Crabb, who took over the investigation, and Dr. Herman revisited the kennel after another complaint was filed against Judith. They were sent out there to see if the complaint had validity, and it did. Instead of calling in people who could genuinely help the dogs, Herman again just told the owners to clean the space and the dogs up and reduce the number of dogs if they could. 
1997, they visited the kennel another time. And while they found the complaint was again warranted, they didn't take any meaningful action. The way the court documents explain these visits, it seemed as though they saw more and more of how bad the conditions were. Because in this report, in the third report, they stated that not only was the kennel still overcrowded, but there was poor ventilation too. And the dogs still had matted fur, and the water and food were still infected with feces. Aside from reporting on the condition, it didn't appear that Crabbe and Herman did anything else. In 1998, Kina Hill and Carol Murphy filed the fourth complaint after seeing the same problems. Again, Crabbe and Herman returned to the kennel, but this time Judith didn't let them stay to inspect. She kicked them out and told them they needed a search warrant. So Crabbe finally obtained one, and this finally allowed the police to obtain the evidence they needed to prosecute Judith. On that day, they removed 17 of the sickest dogs' medical treatment, and a few days later, the Humane Society stepped in to help, rescuing the remaining 108 dogs. When the vet examined the dogs, she found that they had skin disease caused by mite bites, fleas, heartworms, dry eyes, cataracts, missing and matted hair with some having feces on their fur, osteoarthritis, ear infections, urinary infections, and broken and deformed jaws. Many of these maladies were preventable had Judith actually taken care of the dogs. The doctor said that there was little doubt that the dogs had occurred these injuries any other place than the kennel. And because some of the ailments had gone so long without treatment, 17 dogs were ultimately euthanized. Judith was charged with 11 counts of animal cruelty, and her lawyer filed a motion to exclude the fact that the police had reason to get a warrant for the search and seizure, but the judge overruled the motion. However, Judith's lawyer was able to get one of her counts dismissed. When the trial started in November of 1998, she had the audacity to say that she was giving these dogs adequate care, even though it was physically evident that they were not taken care of. A vet even testified for her, saying that she did, on occasion, take the dogs to the vet, and her kids and a volunteer testified as well. They said that the kennel was actually clean, and that all the dogs were healthy and just needed good grooming. This obviously didn't fly with the court, and she was found guilty of eight counts of animal cruelty, yet was acquitted of two. The jury said, No person shall torture an animal, deprive one of the necessary sustenance, unnecessarily or cruelly beat, needlessly mutilate or kill, or impound or confine an animal without supplying of good wholesome food and water. She ultimately was sentenced to a five-year probation, 90 days in prison, and all of it suspended except 30 days, which meant that she just had to serve 30 days in jail, fined $6,000 or $750 for each count, but only had to pay $2,000 because $4,000 was suspended. In addition, she had to serve 100 hours of community service, as well as pay court fees. During her probation, she was barred from operating a kennel, applying for a kennel license, or having anything to do with dogs. Not believing she deserved this punishment, she appealed the decision in early 2000. 
Unfortunately for her, her sentencing was upheld. But that wasn't the end of her problems. The Humane Society, the rescues, and volunteers who looked after the rescue dogs sued her for compensation for taking care of the dogs. And sadly for Judith, they won. They won over $110,000 in compensation. Of course, Judith appealed, but she lost. As for the rescue dogs, they healed up and found forever homes. So that was the Judulu Kennels case. Aside from the fact that the police failed to do anything immediately and potentially decrease the suffering of those dogs, it was pretty disappointing that the court allowed Judith to own dogs again so long as she finished her probation. But honestly, what can be expected in the 90s? I guess it was just good that she was punished at all. On a good note, I don't think she did this again because there wasn't any more documents or court cases against her. So I guess that was good. As always, if you like the Voice This Speak for Every podcast, please subscribe, follow, like, and review. Reviews are really important for visibility. And if you need a little bit of respite from the world, you can always follow VSF on Instagram. It's the period VSF period official. And if you want to stop animal abuse images on social media and streaming platforms, please feel free to sign the petition on change.org. All of the links will be on Podbean. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to Love and Ma for giving us a follow and to Angry Bunny for being such a big supporter of the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it like crazy. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. You can give her a follow at A-N-N-G-R-Y-B-U-N-N-Y on Instagram. And thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Toodles!